SBS Radio. In this bulletin, the Northern Territory government has cancelled millions of dollars in rental debts for remote indigenous communities. John Barilaro not well enough to attend a parliamentary inquiry into his trade appointment. And the opposition maintains its staff its tough stance on China and Taiwan. The Northern Territory government has cancelled millions of dollars in rental debts for remote indigenous communities amid concerns about how the debts were calculated. Treasurer Eva Lola scrapped the debt following court action by Aboriginal residents in Laramba and Santa Teresa in Central Australia near Alice Springs. The tenants alleged that the houses they were renting were not maintained to legal standards with allegations of rent owing them, owing then emerging in a counterclaim by the Department of Families, Housing and Communities. The tribunal dismissed the case because of a lack of evidence about how the debts, which came to about $20,000 per household, were calculated. A preemptive strike by One Nation to register dozens of website addresses that could be used in the Indigenous Voice to Parliament has backfired with several of the party's new acquisitions set to be suspended. One Nation leader Pauline Hanson says her campaign acquired 46 website domains in opposition to an Indigenous Voice to Parliament, a practice known as cyber-squatting, which can be used to help maximise search engine traffic. However, an investigation by the ABC revealed that One Nation breached licensing rules that maintain integrity and trust. Last week, Ms. Hanson declared that her party would become the, fa- the face of the no vote in a referendum that could give Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people greater constitutional representation. Tasmanian Senator Jackie Lambie says more public servants need to be employed to speed up the processing of thousands of outstanding compensation claims by veterans. The urgent processing of a claims backlog was one of 13 recommendations made by the Royal Commission into Defence and Veterans Suicide, which released its 300-page interim report on Thursday. Senator Lambie, who gave evidence to the Commission about the crisis she faced after leaving the Army with a back injury, says the Department of Veterans Affairs has been under-resourced. Unfortunately, for many years, um, the contracting side of it has been at about 44%, so that that rotating door um, has had significant impact on the claims processing in Veterans Affairs. We need public servants in there with full-time jobs, So they're taught it takes six to 12 months to train these people and the sooner we can get them trained, the sooner we can get those claims ticked off and get them processed. If you or anyone you know needs support, help is available from a range of sources, including Lifeline on 13 11 14 and the Defence All Hours support line for ADF members and their families on 1800-628-036. The federal government says that legislation to establish a National Anti-Corruption Commission could be introduced to Parliament as early as next month. Speaking ahead of a meeting in Canberra today with his state counterparts, Federal Attorney General Mark Dreyfus has said he hopes the bill can be brought forward in the next sitting fortnight due to take place during the first two weeks of September. The Attorney General says the federal model will have a broad focus and not just examine federal MPs. 
The establishment of the body was a key election promise for the new Labour government, which pledged to introduce a bill by the end of the year. A hearing scheduled for today on the appointment of John Barilaro to a trade commissioner role in the United States has been cancelled. The former New South Wales Deputy Premier is reportedly unwell and unable to attend. He gave evidence to the parliamentary inquiry earlier this week, saying he believed he had done nothing wrong in applying for the role, and Mr Barilaro has said he now regrets going for the job. A review into the New South Wales Parliament has concluded a toxic combination of bullying, sexual harassment and assault are endemic in its culture. The report by former Sex Discrimination Commissioner Elizabeth Broderick has found one in three respondents experienced bullying or sexual harassment in the past five years and identifies MPs as the main perpetrators of some of the worst behaviour. The report also includes allegations that five people were sexually assaulted. Premier Dominic Perrottet has pledged to support all recommendations of the review. He says the document makes for some sobering and confronting reading. Parliamentarians are leaders and role models in our society. They should lead from the front. Clearly, we have a culture in the New South Wales Parliament that over time has become in many instances toxic and is wrong. If parliamentarians cannot lead and provide an environment where workplaces are safe, what hope do we have for other workplaces um, across our great state? Peter Dutton has doubled down on his criticism of the Chinese government as tensions over Taiwan continue to escalate. China's ambassador to Australia, Xiao Qian, has said there was no possibility of compromise on Taiwan and that his nation's 1.4 billion people would decide its future. Mr. Dutton now says there is real regret in the international community that stronger action was not taken against Russian President Vladimir Putin in the lead-up to the invasion of Ukraine. He has told Channel 9 the same mistakes should not be made with China as they were with Russia, as the Asian giant hints at their future plan for, plans for Taiwan. There's no sense in a couple of months or a couple of years' time saying the Chinese have gone into Taiwan we didn't see this coming. I think we're right in shining a huge spotlight on the behaviour, calling it out, and I think if we do that, that gives us the best chance of keeping peace in our region. Meanwhile, Acting Prime Minister Richard Miles has reaffirmed Australia's desire for a de-escalation of tensions with China. He says the world would breathe a sigh of relief to see a return of normal and peaceful activity around the Taiwan Strait. And from Australia's point of view, and I've said this a lot over the, over the last week, our, our engagement here is based on the fact that we have an unchanged policy of not wanting to see any change to the status quo across the Taiwan Strait. Uh- The United Nations is calling for an immediate end to all military activity around Europe's largest nuclear power plant in southeastern Ukraine, warning that any damage could lead to catastrophic consequences in the region and beyond. In an address to the United Nations Security Council, Head of the International Atomic Energy Agency, Rafael Grossi, has said there is no immediate danger as a result of the shelling around the plant. But he says there is concern that this state of affairs may not last. Based on the most recent information, IEA experts have preliminary, have preliminary assessed that there is no immediate threat to nuclear safety as a result of the shelling or other military actions. However, this 
could change at any moment. The nation's education ministers are meeting in Canberra with chronic staffing shortage expected to be the central the central point of discussions. It's their first face-to-face meeting of state and federal education ministers since the election in May and also includes key stakeholders such as principals and teachers themselves. Director of the Centre for Research in Educational and Social Inclusion at the University of South Australia, Professor Anna Sullivan, says long-term solutions instead of quick fixes are needed to address the nationwide shortage. She says part of that solution will be to re-engage qualified teachers who have left the profession. There is a press to bring sort of less qualified people who aren't haven't finished their degrees and get them out quickly. That's a massive problem. We know that that doesn't work uh, long term, that it's too early and they feel stressed and overwhelmed. Um, so that concerns me. Google has agreed to pay $60 million to settle a long-running court fight with the Australian competition watchdog over the tech giant's misleading users over the tech giant misleading users on the collection of personal location data. The penalty was agreed to by Google and the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission who had taken the search engine giant to court over concerns about privacy. Their case revolved around Google suggesting to local users that it was not collecting personal data about their locations via mobile devices with Android operating systems when, in fact, they were. Federal Court Judge Thomas Tolley has reportedly agreed to the settlement, saying the fine was in the appropriate range. And now to sport and football, and with three months to go, FIFA has formally brought the World Cup forward by one day, giving host nation Qatar an exclusive Sunday evening slot with a global television audience. Qatar will now play Ecuador in Doha on November 20, stretching the World Cup to 29 days from the 28 agreed seven years ago. The decision will disadvantage Ecuador, who have several players based with European teams and will now have one day's less preparation with them. It also means clash with the climax of the Formula One season at the nearby Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. But the date change is said to be supported by tournament organizers in the tiny gas-rich Emirate, South American soccer body Conmebol, and the two teams' national soccer federations. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome a sunny day 32, Perth sunny 21, Adelaide showers 15, Melbourne a few showers 15, Hobart possible shower 14, Albury Wodonga cloudy 14, Canberra showers 14 degrees, Wollongong also showers 18, Sydney showers 18 degrees, Newcastle similar conditions 17, Brisbane partly cloudy day ahead 21 degrees, Townsville partly cloudy 25, Cairns partly cloudy 28, Alice Springs sunny day ahead 18 degrees, Darwin sunny 33 degrees and the Torres Strait Islands a mostly cloudy day and the top of 28 degrees and that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.